in buildings made by human hands. Acts 7 says, God has never dwelt in buildings made by human hands. It's called Gog and Magog deception. It's not Russia and China. That's the doctrine of demons. Russia and China didn't deceive the whole world. <laughs> How stupid. Gog and Magog are the shelters of Peter, James, and John that the human nature builds on the mountain of transfiguration. It's the religious nature. Religion is the human nature and must be crucified with Christ and no longer live. You can't even enter Zion with any religion in your mind. <laughs> it's not like, oh, I, I'm kind of free. I'm kind of free, Brandon. I'm not as free as you. I mean, you're crazy. You know, you're weird. I'm going to discredit you so I don't have to get that free because I tolerate Jezebel. Yep. They tolerate that woman Jezebel. If you read about Jezebel in the Old Testament, not once is sexual morality mentioned, but it says, I will send her on a bed of sickness in Revelation. Jesus Christ, Red Letters, New Covenant. I'm going to send her and I'm going to kill her offspring. Ooh, death threats. Lord Jesus, feisty. You know, what a mean guy. You're going to kill children like abortions? Jesus Christ in the red letters. I will kill her children, the children of Jezebel. It's the seed of religion. It's the seed of the Pharisees. Because when you are in those shelters of Gog and Magog, and I'm not mad at you, I love you very, very much. It's perfect love talking to you. When you are in those shelters of Gog and Magog, that Peter, James, and John reacted to the great glory to God the Father and to Moses and to Elijah and Jesus Christ before their eyes, it's like, God understands the human nature. I mean, he's God. He's a little smarter than us. <laughs> he's a little smarter. He really understands perfectly. I mean, you're not going to ever teach him a thing. He's going to teach you, as it's written, they shall all be taught of God. You are all being taught of God, and a lot of you, through the school of hard knocks, because... Like me, I can testify, we are so stubborn. We are so prideful. We are so rebellious. It's like we're all a bunch of know-it-alls, you know, like toddlers, you know, it's like, or like college kids. These college kids are the worst in America. I deal with them every day. They think they know everything, but you know what? When you come around college kids with God the Father as a son of God, they zip it and throw away the key because their blood starts boiling inside them. And that's why I enjoy being a priest in the Order of Melchizedek because it works even with college kids. Even with American college kids. 100% of the time, they usually run away scared out of their minds like squirrels with their tails tucked between their legs because they've never, never met a real man. And by man, I certainly don't mean anyone except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Because the only time the man nature ever comes forth, you guys, is through Him. He's the man of God. We read about Moses and the book of Psalms says, A Psalm of the Man of God. 
you know, read Deuteronomy 32, 33, 34, the Song of Moses, the man of God. And you know, we're grace people and we're New Covenant, so we despise Moses. But Jesus met with him on the Mount of Transfiguration in the New Covenant. Seems like an important guy in the cloud of witnesses. The deliverer of Israel. The deliverer of God's holy people, you know. It's a mess, and a lot of people don't want to get delivered because they think they're okay, you know, in their own brains. And You know, I don't do anything really overtly bad. I don't rob banks. You know, I'm not a murderer like these people I see on the news. I'm better than them. And so you got a whole system of self-righteousness of people thinking that they're better than others because I'm not the criminals that you see on TV. I'm not those illegal alien Mexicans. I'm not the MS-13. And... Certainly not the despicable Sinaloa cartel, and I'm way better than the Sicilian Mafia. You know, I'm better than them. You know, I'm a good person. I'm a good one. I don't need to put on the marriage clothes of the blood of the Lamb. I don't need the blood. You know, and so all of this self-righteousness stuff everywhere propagated in society is to feed the human ego that you're a good person. You know, and Penny, how often do we deal with these people, especially Roman Catholic people that are like so arrogant in the face of Christ crucified and they just spit on his sacrifice because they want to pay penance in their own human nature. They want to do something for God like Peter, James, and John. And I love my brothers, especially John. I think he's my beloved. He leans on my bosom. And right here. Really, I mean, I can relate to any apostle of the New Testament that I read. It's John, 1 John, and the book of Revelation, baby. I can relate to my brother John. I mean, it's just, whoo, buddy. There's a man that drank the full cup of the new covenant. There's a guy that didn't care about his life and cared about the life of his Lord. And it would just, you know why he'd lean on Jesus's chest because he wanted to live inside the Holy of Holies which is the heart of Jesus Christ the living God the creator of the world the world that your bodies walk in all of you listeners was created by Jesus Christ by the red letters the red letters with the whisper created this world God said let there be light. That should be in the red letters because he's the word of God. Genesis 1. And you see the Holy Ghost there brooding. He's separating the light and the darkness. That was the cherubim Lucifer whose dragon's tail swept one third of the stars. The darkness and the light separated the chasm and the void. Yikes. What a mess, huh? What a reptile mess of a serpent in the garden. We've been through much, friends. Your bloodlines tell a story. Your bloodlines, African bloodlines, Asian bloodlines, European bloodlines, Native American bloodlines, they tell a magnificent story. Usually pretty horrific. There's a lot of things we don't want to talk about. Every nation has their skeletons in the closet. There isn't an exception. I mean, what nation can say, my past is perfect? I mean, 
probably the nation, if we're honest with ourselves, that needs the most forgiveness of sins is Israel, the Jews. I just want to reiterate that the lamb that was slain is for the forgiveness of all the sins of the Jews. There isn't one accusation in the heavens against my people Israel. So if the Jews can be forgiven, even the seed of the Pharisees forgiven and washed into the lake of fire, and that human being who usually, unknowingly, channeled fallen angels and channeled evil spirits like mediums and sorcerers and sorceresses practicing magic arts, which is the sin of Christian religion or Jewish religion or Muslim religion or Buddhist religion. In fact, it's all religions in the entire world equally is the sin of magic arts. It's all the sin of magic arts. I mean, the fallen angels thousands of years ago Thousands and thousands. This is not a new phenomena. This is not Albert Pike Scottish Rite phenomena. This is not Freemasonry phenomena. This isn't even Egyptian sorcery, necromancy phenomena. This isn't a new thing. This was several thousand years ago. The very thing they began learning after Adam and Eve came out of the garden was magic arts. The days of Noah. Taught by the fallen watchers. <laughs> True story, man. How to sacrifice your children on altars to fallen angels to turn the stars dark. Absolutely dark stars. Black stars. It's called sorcery. <laughs> it's not new. It's ancient. Really began in ancient Mesopotamia and Sumeria. And Adam and Eve were right there in the thick of it. Right there, right kind of where Iraq is, right by the Red Sea. Kind of by Yemen. That's where they were at. that's where Adam and Eve lived after they left the garden. It's true, it's written in many, many ancient texts. And uh, the red man, the first man, Adam, all of our nation's father, lived there, and he was a good man. All the nations honored him. He really tried to never sin again after he left the garden. Our Adamic father, you know, but he fell. So we really need a blood sacrifice because even to be a good Jew, even to be a good Israelite, to be a good Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to be a good Ezekiel, Daniel, and Jeremiah, to be a good John the Baptist, required the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. We cannot do this thing in the human nature. We cannot do this thing in shelters on the mountain of transfiguration. Only He can do it. That's why we must be crucified with Christ. Our religious pride, our egos, and our brains. We must no longer live. We must no longer have a self-consciousness. We must no longer be self-aware trying to fix up the temple, our bodies. Everywhere I look, the Christians are trying to fix themselves, all of them trampling his sacrifice underfoot. The Galatians 3.1 bewitchment 
has taken over all Christianity and the Father in His wisdom has allowed it so that the sons of God can bring the Bride of Christ into the Promised Land outside of Gog and Magog human shelters. Do you understand what I'm saying to you today? I'm talking about the Promised Land where all of the kings of the nations, all of the children of God of every nation, tribe, and tongue will enter heavenly Jerusalem by faith. I'm not talking about natural Jerusalem, but that will come also. I'm talking about the people of the Holy Spirit, the people of the living word, and the people of the blood covenant of Jesus Christ, the Christians, the sons and daughters of the living God. They will all enter heavenly Jerusalem now because the Father commands it. And all of His angels of Zion obey Him. So you see a great awakening taking place right now, everywhere. Every nation awakening. And trust me, most don't want to awaken. A lot of the hirelings are like, I want to go back into Egypt because, you know, at least it was predictable. At least I knew what the sermon was going to be about before I went to church. I could check online to see if it's something I'm even interested in in my own Christian narcissism. But there's no Christian narcissism here. There's no self. It's just the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, without spot, without blemish. Perfect by His sacrifice. And that's why everyone will come to celebrate Him. And the priesthood of Melchizedek forces it against everyone's will in the entire world. We just needed nameless, faceless men and women that have no consciousness of self, that could care less about their lives, that love not their life even unto death, and death on the cross with Jesus Christ so that we're fully resurrected in His new nature. That new nature is our nature. That new nature is bliss. That new nature is glory. Your resurrected Christian nature, born-again saints, is pure blood of Jesus Christ, glory of God. <laughs> Obviously, the humans could never have the glory of God. I mean, what are you going to do? Are you going to fast 40 days for it? Are you going to beat yourself up? Masochism? Flagellants? <laughs> what are you going to do to get the glory to come? Is the glory showing up to your churches? Is the glory showing up to your conferences? I tell you the truth. It's lifting. God is calling all the Christians up the mountain of the Lord to be holy. You'll have to be led out of your Gog and Magog shelters. And God's not mad at you. He's mad at your shelters. He will drown your shelters in the blood of Jesus for a global exodus, for heaven on earth perfection. And the thing about it is, is God always has better things, plans for good, never for evil, always for a hope and a future. So what's going to happen is a lot of these anointed pastors that are in the shelters made by human hands will become pastors of cities. 
They'll be pastoring their entire village in Africa. They'll be pastoring their entire city in India. They'll be pastoring their entire nation. <laughs> it's true. There'll be pastors of cities. There'll be pastors of nations in this great awakening. As we enter the third day resurrection celebration. It's time for the marriage supper of the Lamb. God the Father is doing it so no man can screw it up. I mean, if we could screw it up, we would, trust me. I mean, I've screwed up a thousand times and that's why we sing that song during worship or mistakes I've made. That's what the blood's for. That's why I wear this t-shirt. A constant reminder. Hyssop sprinkled right on the mercy seat. And guess where the mercy seat is? Your mind, your conscience, right here. They're the temple of the Holy Ghost. Don't be God outside minded. That's bewitchment. You're the temple. He sprinkles as the high priest of bliss the blood of the Lamb upon your minds. You're forgiven. Have your consciences cleansed from dead works. Hebrews chapter 9. Have your conscience purged from strange fire and religious activity that always leads to death because you're practicing sorcery. You're practicing magic arts. Every time you try to make yourself the sacrifice, you trample His sacrifice under your foot. Religion always blasphemes. That's why there's a hundred million blasphemers. I mean, I'm not mad at you. It's just that's what the religious reptile serpent in the garden does. It's reptilian of nature, dragonian of the great red dragon whose tail swept one-third of the stars, as it's written in Revelation. God the Father understands all this stuff. He's not scared or spooked out by the Jesuits. He's not scared or spooked out by any of the sorcery of the Jews or the sorcery of the Christians. That's really the highest level of sorcery in Babylon the Great is by Jews and Christians. True story. So, I mean, it's like we all need to be washed. And I hang out with sorcerers all the time, and I'm a former sorcerer. Like, that's what I came out of. That's my testimony. <laughs> Penny's a former dog. The Gentile world is dogs and sorcerers, as it's written in Jesus Christ's red letters. The whole Babylon the Great system is a system of dogs and sorcerers in every single nation. Until the kingdom comes and His will is done on earth as it is in heaven, there will be no freedom in any nation, no matter how Christian we supposedly are. We need the kingdom. We need the dominion of the king. We need the house of wine. Not built by human hands. Not man's handiwork. No flesh can boast. No brain can say, Hey, I partook of that building. I'm part of this building. I did something in my brain, in my flesh. Uh-uh, you didn't do anything. Jesus did it. Jesus built the temple of the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb with living stones. And you're the living stones of that temple if you believe and feast upon His sacrifice. If you trample His sacrifice underfoot and make yourself the sacrifice and make yourself something in the flesh, make your self-efforts more valuable than His efforts, then you're a religious blasphemer and an enemy of Christ. That's what the religious nature does. It says, I can do it apart from His sacrifice. 
I don't need the blood of the Lamb. I don't need His flesh. I don't need His blood. I want my flesh and my blood and my brain to do it. And so they're all religious reptiles. And you can be forgiven, but you look at them, and they even have the appearance of the dragon. <laughs> I see it all the time because I walk with the Father in the coolness of the day every day, just totally in love, totally raptured, totally drunk on the Holy Ghost, filled with new wine, my cup overflows with the blood of Jesus every day. So everything inside people's bodies always comes to the surface of their faces and reveals itself. And so I'll walk around the lake and people are always like, when they go by me, because the, the demons show and I, I have this one soul, and that's the, the demon. That's like the devil. <laughs> the blood-drinking devil, Lucifer. These fallen angels, these demons, they're, they're everywhere in America. They're everywhere in the nations. But they're really, really strong in first world nations because they built up a system of slavery worldwide where the first world nations are on the top of the pyramid, second world nations in the middle, and then the scum of the earth are like the Philippines and Vietnam and Central America and just, we just, all of our poop and pee just washes down into those third world nations. And that's Satan's kingdom of Babylon the Great. <laughs> the kingdom of the dragon. That's why when I walk around the lake with my wife, the, the girls look at me and go, that's a demon inside them because they're sexually immoral. Or I'll walk by a religious person and, you know, and their eyes will bulge out of their head like bugs. You know, I'll walk by a Jesuit and their eyes will bulge and the air turns red like dragon air. Because the beast and the false prophet and the great red dragon is their god. They serve Lucifer with knowledge and Jesuit sorcery of the Roman Catholic Church. That's why there's a hundred million pedophiles and it's just paganism. All of that system of the Roman Catholic Church tramples the blood of Jesus underfoot. It's the most demonic thing in the entire world. What the Jesuits have done is way more evil than what the Freemasons have done and both are forgiven in the washing of the blood of the Lamb worldwide, especially in the Holy See, the city of the Vatican. That's why you saw the lightning strike the Vatican when the papacy changed last, says the Lord. Says the Lord of Angel Armies. At rest, in peace. Not concerned, not worried. Because when you're in heaven, when you're in the Father, all these things are easy and light. The gospel, the yoke of our master, the yoke of our rabbi, the Christ. Easy, light, not a fear. He's the light of the tribe of Judah. I've been walking in this gospel deep, 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 deep for 18 years coming out of hell, coming out of Dragonian sorcery. I've never seen the Messiah lose a battle. The only time I've even lost a little bit is when I think I can do it in my own strength. I'm like, <laughs> good thing that I gave him my whole brain when I got born again in October 1999 because <laughs> that's like suicide. I mean, that's like hanging on a noose, Judas Iscariot stuff. You can't do it in your own brain. That is absolute foolishness. 
So I'm glad I learned that lesson at age, age 18 so I didn't waste my whole life on religion because that is one of the dumbest things you could ever do in your life and just get forgiven in the blood of the Lamb because that's how you waste your days in the canker worm. Just crawling in the sand, building sand castles, and going and worshiping in some pyramid of human flesh made by human efforts. Gog and Magog, Peter, James, and John shelters at the mountain of transfiguration. And all of that, God said they'll never obey. That's what the Father said to me today. You understand these things, you understand all the mysteries of the world, Great White Eagle, Jesus Christ, the Sons of God, Man-Child Company. You understand all this, and I do. With, by the seven spirits of God, by grace, I understand all this stuff. I look at this stuff, and the Father said, as I'm looking at, at it all today, He's like, they'll never repent. They'll never repent in their buildings made by human hands. So I'll have to drown them in the blood of Jesus, and I'll flush them out like worms out of soil. When you flood a soil with water, the worms come up and they come to the surface. The worm in the book of Isaiah symbolizes the human brain. And since these people serve the brain, the worm, they'll have to be flushed out by the Word, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, the Word of God, Jesus Christ. The blood, okay, floods of blood, house of wine, cup of the new covenant, my cup overflows, and the living waters the river of life from our Father's throne. That's how we will flush out all the worms from Gog and Magog earthen vessels, earthen soil, buried in the dirt, buried in the dust of the earth, buried in religion, buried in Egyptian hell. Say that a couple times. Egyptian hell. You want to do it raspy like that for effect. Egyptian hell. Because that's exactly what it is, Holy Spirit. We're going deep tonight, you know why? Because you need it. You got a million other things going on out there. You need the order of Melchizedek in here. You need strong meat. You need divine leadership, priesthood of Melchizedek, bread and wine. Because I'm dealing with the government of the living God of every nation. And we will make you strong. We will make you kings and lords because that's what you are. Babylon called you dogs and some of you were sorcerers like me. But in Jesus Christ, we are the divine royalty of all nations. In Jesus Christ, we are kings and lords of heavenly Jerusalem, Mount Zion, city of innumerable angelic servants. Happy servants. The angels love to minister with the sons of God. Never bitter. Never like, oh, really not going to do that. Do the laundry. Clean the dishes. Just let it sit there until it gets moldy. Fruit flies everywhere. Uh-uh. Not these angels. These are happy servants. They get around people that walk in the cup of the new covenant. The blood of the lamb. They're just drinking off of them. They're eating off of them. Like bees to a honeycomb. They are so thankful and grateful for you honoring Jesus Christ the Lord, the holy angels, the innocent angels of God. And there's trillions of them. The issue is they only work with Jesus. So unless you're in his resurrected body, co-raised, the angels don't work with you at all. They don't work with sin. 
They don't work with religion. They certainly don't work with rebellion. They work with holiness, compassion, and righteousness. And when you're Jesus Christ and Him crucified, they work with you constantly. And they never leave you, and they never forsake you. True priesthood of Melchizedek ministry is all angelic power of Mount Zion. Because we minister only in the Holy of Holies. Which means our words are our Father in Heaven's words. And all angels obey His words, it is written. And they love obedience. They love to obey. You know, they're not disobedient angels. They're not rebellious or stubborn angels. They're holy angels. And obedience is our bliss. As sons of God and as friends of the bridegroom, obedience to our Master, to our King, to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is our bliss. I mean, just obeying Him is my rewards. Every time I obeyed Jesus for 18 years, no matter how hard the thing was, it's only made me more happy, more blessed, more joyful, more peaced out, more prospered financially, in every area of my life blessed because of one thing and one thing alone, obedience to His Word, obedience to His blood, and obedience to His Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name. We love you guys. Everything's free online. Redlettermen.com. Check it out. Schools, music. We'll see you tomorrow. In Jesus' name, amen.